back to pass. Plenty of time. He's got a man in the open. If he hits him, it's a touchdown, and it is. David Durden to the 10, and he's in. Argos get the deep ball right off the bat, and the offense is sprinting down the field to celebrate another David Durden touchdown. 5.51 on the clock left here in half number one. Jarrett, snap is low. He has to pick it up. He rolls out. He fires. He finds Leggett. Leggett makes a man miss. 35-30 to the 25. He's got a seam. He's going to go to the house. Caden Leggett takes it all the way for the Argo touchdown. Four receivers in formation. Second down. Pulls it from the belly of Sheffield. Looking to throw. Has a man in the end zone. It's a touchdown. Mike Rich, Jr., Finds Zach Offer. They did this in the first game of the season against Warner. They've just done it again. We don't get a chance to play too much Mike Rich Jr. Because <laughs> he's the backup quarterback for UWF. But put him in in the fourth quarter, score two touchdowns, and everybody's happy. You know, it's a blowout victory over Mississippi College. The second time we met them this season, 56-21. to 21. And we have Brian Henry joining us on the phone. He is the uh, UWF Director of Athletic Communications for the Argos. Hey, Brian, welcome back to the uh, Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, it is great to be back, Andrew. Despite the cold, and and hosting playoff games. Despite the cold, you're excited about being nine and one and hosting the playoffs. Yep, I'll take it. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about this game. Weird game in some ways. First of all, the full blown offense showed up. Right, that was great to see. Yeah, I mean, it was just a well oiled machine and the perfect time to play your best offensive game. We had, what, eight scores on eight of the first nine possessions, if I, th- if I remember correctly. I think that's yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, was kind of a – yeah, I mean, in the last possession was the third third string backups just kind of wasting time, doing getting the clock run out and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, we were unstoppable on Saturday. And, uh, you know, I, I would have loved to have us keep them to maybe one or two uh, touchdowns, but – you know, that's just, it's, it is a difficult offense to stop. And, you know, you give up three in a whole game of them running, 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 running. Okay. I mean, you know, you can live with that, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and then if you think about it, when they were, it was 28 to seven when they scored their second touchdown, it was 42 to 14. I mean, so even when they scored their touchdowns, they're not really celebrating because it's just like, yeah, we scored, but look, we're, just getting the tar kicked out of us right right we were we were doubling them up pretty much every time which is good to see weird game also no turnovers on either side that's unusual yeah but when you uh you can score 56 points for a season high i i don't mind that at all (laughs) much as i love the celebrations that our defense has with the turnover shield and the trash can slam um it's it's still okay to score 56 and win by uh 30 you 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 think they're going to be willing to play us two games next year? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Oh well, you know somebody's got to, I guess. Um, hey, you know, look before we get talking about the playoffs, I get this question all the time, and I have the same question all the time, which is, how close really is UWF to seriously looking at going D one? I mean that's a. Uh... That's a presidential decision, and I think Dr. Saunders is, is very happy with our success at Division Two right now. And um, we've, we've just come off winning four conference regular season titles in six fall sports. I mean, and then volleyball gets into the NCAA tournament again last night. I mean, all six of our fall sports have qualified for NCAA regional play this year. I mean, it's... 
We're doing just fine. <laughs> well, no, no, no. That, and that's the point is I think, you know, in a, we're more than just fine. We're like too well, good for our own, you know, that's, that's the challenge, right? Yeah. I mean, it's how, how much do you evaluate the success that all of your teams can have at the next level? Cause everybody wants you to play and win right away. And how much money can you invest in the facility upgrades that are needed? Right. Because recruits are looking at facilities and they're looking at meal plans and they're looking at your training table and your weight rooms. And then how much are you going to invest in scholarship? Because, I mean, just looking at football right now, the Division Two max on scholarships is 36 scholarships. If you go to Division One and you play FCS, that's 63 scholarships. Wow. And our 36, they're not full. So you then have to figure out a way to get double your scholarship numbers just right off the bat in football alone. That's not the four or five you may have to add in, in your baseballs or your golf and tennis or things like that. Um, so it's, it's a commitment. I mean, you've got to have the administration willing to make that financial commitment just in your scholarship dollars. And then you might have to pay coaches more because you got to get quote D one coaches and better, better staff than you might already might not have right now. I mean, it's, it is a huge financial decision. And for people who uh, might to, not know, I'm that, glad you mentioned it. The, that we move at, we we can't just move football up. We are all or none, um, which comes with, as you said, mm-hmm. huge choices and a huge price tag. And so, you know, maybe it's okay to just be big fish in a little pond for a while, right? That, and that, that's why I wanted you to explain that to folks because I, I don't think, you know, the conversation doesn't get had often enough for people to hear the reasons why, uh, you know, we're doing okay <laughs> right where we're at. <laughs> Coming up this weekend, we're going to face, and pardon me, until I read your press release, I had never heard of this school, Limestone, at Penn Air Field, 1 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, they're they're kind of a smaller school out of Gaffney, South Carolina. They're a little like us in the fact that football has only been there since 2014, so two years older than us. but they had been winning between two and six games most of their years. They're a member of the of the South Atlantic Conference, which we played Wingate, we played Carson Newman, and we played Newberry. So that's the kind of team you're going to see. Um, and uh, and then this year they busted out for eight wins after they went zero and nine last year. So they they figured something out, and uh, and they're going to bring that to Penn Air Field this Saturday. Well, you got to imagine that a team that went from nothing to what eight wins in a year is going to be scrappy, hungry, full of you know self confidence. I'm sure they're slightly terrified of us, but at the same time, they're an unknown. So we got to you know we still got to play our game against them and perform. You know, you always have to perform in the playoffs. Uh, you guys had other other and so again that's and uh, tickets go on sale today. What ten o'clock? Is that right? Ten a.m. Uh, Fifteen dollars on the chairback side behind the UWF bench. Uh, $10 on the bleachers behind the uh, limestone bench. Those tickets will be in the sun um, for the first, for most of the game. Um, and then uh, first 500 student, UWF students are free. So hopefully we can we can pack it out with, with as many UWF students as possible. Outstanding. And you're going to have yeah, parkings, 10 bucks, 40 bucks for RVs. You're going to have the RV lots going to be a uh, gate five and it's going to, or parking lot five and the gates are going to open at noon on Saturday, an hour ahead of time. So we're looking forward to that. Meanwhile, you mentioned it in passing and I do want to give them their due. Uh, volleyball did pretty well over the weekend, right? 
They did. They steamrolled both of their matches in the GFC tournament um, and uh, moved on. So then their selection show was last night um, at 9.30, and they got awarded a five seed in the region, which isn't great. But, hey, they're in the tournament for the 16th straight year, and it's the, the sixth longest active streak in Division Two. That's amazing. Um, I mean, it's just Melissa Walter just keeps her machine rolling. And we had uh, what women's soccer, I think, is still playing, and men's soccer lost in shootouts. I have that right? Yeah, men, women's soccer beat uh, Lee and um, and the, the team that they played, uh, Nova Southeastern. Um, and so they advanced to the third round of the NCAA tournament. They're going to play um, – they'll play Embry-Riddle over at Columbus State okay. this Friday uh, for the region championship. And then hopefully they can move on to the national quarterfinals, which would then be Sunday. Uh, men's soccer, unfortunately, it was the same thing that happened last year. They played to a tie and then lost in penalty kicks um, in, the, in the NCAA second round. So it was another great season for Bill Elliott's team. And um, just go back next, come back next year hungrier and harder and see what we can do. They have... A lot of the same players are expected to be back next year. I always love to see that. Well, it's all almost all good news. Certainly great news for football and volleyball uh, and women's soccer. UWF doing well, and we're looking forward to the playoffs starting for football next week. Brian Henry is the uh, Director of Communications for the UWF Argos. Brian, as always, thanks for the time. Uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday, and go Argos. Go Argos, Andrew.